Welcome to Art & Company. I'm Alette Simmons-Jimenez, a Miami-based artist and your host on the program. Thanks for joining me in my studio near the center of the Miami art scene, where we have great conversations in the company of amazing people who drive and support the arts that shape our city. And now, here's today's episode. Grela Orihuela was born in Cuba and built her life from New York to Miami and beyond. She's multicultural and multi-talented, as you'll soon hear. She's always held a variety of stellar positions in our art world, and today we caught up with her full speed ahead as founder and executive director of a smashing new art project called PLACE by PLACE Project Group, an art or design fair, but she states it's actually not an art fair, it's so much more. PLACE is nomadic, going from city to city, creating hybrid design and art events involving creativity across cultural disciplines. She tells us it's an intimate and inviting experience designed for the particular character of each destination. And of course, we're hoping one of the next stops will be Miami. Let's listen in on what she had to say. I'm here with my friend, Grella, and um, tell me, first of all, let's start from the beginning, so you can kind of tell me how you got into everything that you're doing now, today, and are you originally from Miami? No, no, I grew up in New York. I was born in Cuba and grew up in New York and started coming to Miami. I mean, obviously, being Cuban, most of my family was here. So we would visit all the time and I got to know Miami really well. And um, I had a corporate media company in the late 80s, early 90s, and we traveled a lot. And when you finish a show, no matter how beautiful the place is that you are working, and we were very fortunate to work in the most beautiful resorts in the world because these corporations would rent these spaces. And we would be working in Acapulco or Hawaii or whatever, and. when you're done, no matter how beautiful a place is, what you need to do to rest is leave. And yeah. <laughs> we decided that we would get a place on Kibis Game to just kind of chill. And we really liked it there and started staying more often. I opened a small office in Miami so that I could be there more and split the time. Mm-hmm. And then finally in 1997, my husband and I decided to just make Miami full time. And that's when we really started getting into really meeting artists and it was, yeah. it didn't I remember that time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, strange. Strange that it, it really happened here just yeah. like that. But I, I got here, I came here in 93. But yeah, I remember you kind of appearing around that time. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, we started doing art things on weekends when we would come for weekends in the early 90s because you'd mm-hmm. open the New Times and there'd be, you know, the house. And you'd go, well, that's interesting. Right. And we'd go do that. And um, so it was kind of... It evolved that way that we got to know everyone at, on a really personal level mm-hmm. that way mm-hmm. and then you know years later when we decided to start Wet Heat Project and do all those films about artists it was just easy phone calls because we kind of knew you everyone knew everybody yeah you already had friendship yeah. relationships so, with people yeah. so one thing always leads to the next and that's how you know when you when you look back the way the dots are all connected is always really interesting yeah so yeah so I'm from New York, but now I live here. Yeah. <laughs> and and you studied in New York, I mm-hmm. suppose. And your and um, your husband is Bill Billowit. Yeah. And also, 
what you what you did was called wet heat projects and they were videos they were super interesting yeah I remember them we did we did that series called studio drive-by which I would call the artist the day before and say I'm, we're coming tomorrow I don't care what you're doing if you're thinking if you're finishing something if you're starting something it doesn't matter whatever part of the yeah. process you're in and um, and we would just show up yeah. <laughs> and start yeah. shooting That's so cool and then at the end of every single one of those we would ask why do you make art and what would you do if you didn't or couldn't make art mm. and I have to tell you those answers will stay with me for the rest of my really? life really yeah it's really moving you wow. know it's really moving to hear those two things answered by someone who creates every day and yeah. it's it's kind of fascinating so yeah that is a that is a really uh, it's actually something I, I think I mean I can't say for other artists but you'll 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 know I think about it all the time. What would I do if I wasn't doing this? Because you wanna you wanna quit all the time. <laughs> At least in my case, it's like so frustrating. But um, okay, so um, you studied in New York. Yes. And, and what I, did you study? I went to NYU mm -hmm. and I studied film. Oh, you did study film. Yeah, oh, I cool. did. But. At that time, NYU, the Tisch School of the Arts, was very small. You know, it was like one smelly sofa and, you know, a dark room. And wow, really? It, yeah, and now it's like this incredible, just, it's almost like an entire campus. It's lovely, but oh, wow. at that time it was very, you know, DIY yeah. in a way, but with very good professors and, um, you know, it's an incredible education, but it was very highly focused on directing, and I knew I didn't want to do that. Okay. I just knew that that wasn't for me. I don't have the patience for it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't like to do things multiple times, which is why I like documentary filmmaking because right. it's you. You speak to someone. It's and one shot. It's yeah. one. Yeah. It's so narrative filmmaking. I realized I was studying that, and it wasn't for me because it wasn't immediate gratification. So I went to my professor, and he said, "You need to go study TV." And I enrolled in a summer class at NYU, two summers in a row that were full-time, six weeks. And it was the most intense, most magnificent experience because it was immediate gratification. It's videotape. It's, it was yeah, right there. It was there. And, live um, and live. live. <laughs> yes. And uh, I said, okay, this is it. This is what I want to do. And I graduated early because I, I did all of that intense summer work. Right. And um, I was working at Bloomingdale's in retail managing a few departments and they had a really incredible fashion office and I love fashion so I created an internship for myself <laughs> in their <laughs> video department and I would go to work but then I'd also be able to work there uh -huh. and I wound up right out of school working for them in the fashion office doing videos um. of, of editorial shoots and and fashion shows and all that kind of thing so it's like you know I've spent a lifetime sort of connecting one passion with another and creating something out of it, which is really yeah. kind of special. And it's, it's so, it's, you know, I don't know what year that was, but it so speaks for today. You have to look at what you want to do, and if you don't find it out there, you have to create it yourself. And there you were doing that, and I think that, that a lot of wise people <laughs> have done that, always. It's something that, and, and it seems like you kind of did that. You found where you could get what you wanted. and I was there just, anyway, you know, yeah, I was you there were, working would, anyway. Well, exactly. And it was a time at Bloomingdale's when Bloomingdale's was a cultural institution. I mean, people met there. They had a, they had a department called Saturday's Generation that had DJs before that was a popular thing. Yeah. And every year, 
they would go to a different country and bring fashion back from, from that country and also artisans and we would do a film about mm -hmm. it in the department where I worked. It was amazing. Yeah. And um, so, you know, they were very forward thinking at that time and it was it was more than a department store. It was like being in a cultural institution. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. So no, it was a good time. was a big thing back yeah. in the day. Back in the day. And it's a sad thing that it kind of like I guess it's a department store now, yeah. but it's okay. I mean, there's there's room yeah. for everything. Yeah, there, and there's and time goes on and things change. You I know? mean, look at Barney's. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. Barney's was a cultural institution and it's going and away it's, now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was right. just there last week and it's pretty sad. Yeah, but you know, it happens. Yeah, and something else will on. replace it. Other other things. Mm -hmm. That's the thing is that you have these disruptors that yes. move in and and change things. Now a you bit. go to these mm -hmm. shops that that are doing exactly this same kind of concept that, that, that I've been wanting to do for a while, which is to mix disciplines. You know, there's a store called 4510 that, that started I in like Dallas, them, and you yeah. go in and it's got art for sale and furniture and design. It's right and, over there. Yeah. Well, one day I was thinking of um, moving my studio uh, in that area, actually with them, with the Little River Association, because mm -hmm. I really wanted to looking for community, and I went in. That's a really, really interesting concept. It I is. really like it. really it a lot. is, and there's other stores doing it too. So, you know, I mean, at this point, I'm, I'm thrilled about that because it also proves the concept that this is the direction that all this is going, and yeah. I, I love being at the, you know, at the beginning of it when it comes to the art fair situation. Yeah, because, right. Because, you know, it's, it's... Well, we have to get there yeah, now. We'll, we'll get talk there. about there. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> We're going to get to what you're doing now. But, it's but very yeah, exciting. So, yeah. So that's that's how the whole you know fashion and film came together, um, because after NYU, that's that's where so I. So you had that. Yeah, you had that that base. That's yeah, really interesting. It's really, and, it, you and know, but it's just amazing. To me, it, I mean, it's not amazing. It was a stroke of luck and also forethought and thinking and or, or discovering that it was there in your hands. Mm -hmm. And, and, let and me, I let started me do this. Intern, so yeah. I mean, I said it's not going to cost you anything. Yeah, I'm going to sit over here and I'm yeah. going to do these things, yeah. and I'm going to help you. And right. you know, and I would then shoot things, and I would you know use those as my school project, and you know, it just all sort of feeds just, off each other. Yeah. And and then you know, when I finished school, they offered me a job, and yeah. I stayed there for you know a few years. And the very last film that we did at Bloomingdale's was called America, and we we highlighted. You know the top American designers worked with the top American um, models, and it was just incredible. And mm -hmm. and we did it on film and not on video. And the gentleman who was shooting it um, was flown in to do it, and he wanted to move to New York and open a company to do commercials, and asked me to come work with him. Mm. And I did. And um, I wasn't really fond of commercials. It was a great experience, but commercials are sort of little narrative films, so it's the, the hurry up and wait again. And I yeah. went, oh, wait, <laughs> yeah. this is that <laughs> again. So, well, it's a learning process yeah, anyway. Yeah, of course. So, and, and the experience, and, you know, I'm sure, was not lost. advertising agency people and all of that, it's all a learning experience, and it all helps you later for something else, because later I wound up working with advertising agencies a different way, and, you know, that experience helped. So, but right. after, after that, I, I went to Cuba while I was working at that company and I'm Cuban and I hadn't been there since it, I was a baby and it was really just mind-blowing and I came back wanting to do a film called The Castro Generation because I realized that one full generation had existed in Cuba that didn't know anything but that.
You know, yeah. my parents' generation. They knew both. They knew both. Yeah. Um, my generation didn't. And I had all these cousins and all their friends, and they knew nothing about what was happening in the rest of the world. And I wanted to do this film, and I started trying to get funding for it. And um, Carlos Barba, who ran Telemundo, um, said, why don't you come work for me, and you can make the film while you're here. I never made the film because I got really busy, <laughs> but I did go to work at Telemundo, yeah. and that was an incredible experience because working in Spanish language television was very rewarding. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so it's that old that one thing leads to the next. While I was working there, the crack epidemic hit New York in a big, big way, and there was a gentleman named Bill Graham who was a concert promoter and discovered Santana and the Grateful Dead, um, and he had an office in New York and he was flabbergasted by what was going on and he decided that he would do a concert at Madison Square Garden and got the biggest stars to come and participate in it and Keith Haring did the poster. It was one of those big things uh -huh. and they approached me about producing the Spanish language vert, you know, concert since uh -huh. I knew everyone from Telemundo and I did. I produced that concert and I went, oh, this is interesting, producing music. So I went to work for Bill. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's, yeah, you know, yeah. and it's all interrelated because it's all part of the same sort of big picture of, of creative people. Yeah. yeah, I was, I was doing rock and roll and I thoroughly enjoyed it, but it involved a lot of travel and it was exhausting. I mean, it's, it's a hard life. Yeah. And I thought, okay, this is, I could do this for another couple of years. But then I got this phone call one day from Sony and they have a division that's Sony Latin America. And they had just done this very large conference and they wanted to translate the entire conference into Spanish and then produce it again for Sony Latin America. And they wanted to do this in Acapulco. And so I translated everything and then I hired the, the MCs and the people that would do the skits and all of that from Telemundo. I mean, you know, people yeah. who did soap operas yeah. and, you know, everybody was, they were soap opera stars. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and that was really fun. And yeah. it was, it was corporate media done on a level that I really enjoyed because it was live theater. Yeah. And my husband was doing the same thing for another company and he hired me to, to stage manage something for him. And we got offered projects and we said, let's just start a company and start doing this. And that's right. what we did. So we started a company called The Showworks to do corporate media, and we did it nonstop for 15 years. Oh my God. And it was, it was very nice. Out of, but you were then in out New of, York. you were still in New we York. We were in okay. New York, okay. and that's, that's the company we had that we traveled a lot with, and we were in, in all these fabulous places, but still wanted a place to go and just disconnect right. and that's how we wound up going to Key Biscayne while we had this company. Right. And I opened an office, a satellite office of this company called The Showworks in Miami so that I could stay in Miami more often. Right. And, uh, and we wound up just coming here. And we did The Showworks out of Miami for a little bit but after 9-11 things changed for corporations. They didn't want the responsibility of flying people places. Everyone got sort of you know, right. a little 
trepidatious yeah. about that kind of thing. And technology was changing. Oh, I mean, Art Basel didn't even come that year because Remember? people didn't want to fly art. Exactly. Or <laughs> so themselves. The, yeah, or themselves. So, yeah. But the value of the artworks and everything was yeah. so high, they were just they just really got scared of and that. They, yeah, that, was that, that year changed a lot. And, and since technology was changing also, it made it possible to not do these things live anymore. Like, we actually made the DVD that explained to the world what a DVD was. <laughs> That's how long ago this was. And... And you know, then they would they would just make thousands of DVDs and send them to everyone instead of bringing the people to them. So it was an interesting time, and and it was the perfect time for that shift. Mm -hmm. And we just started, you know, doing films and doing more the entertainment kind of thing, and we did that for a while. And and then in 2007, we just decided that we were going to just we wanted to talk to artists. And my husband is doing it to this day. He does the films really? for the ICA. He's in Hong Kong right now shooting um, for the ICA. He's the official oh. filmmaker for the Oh, I, hadn't, I didn't yeah. know that. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, the content that's on the website. I was wondering open. because I know, I, you know, I was wondering what had happened to, to Wet Heat and also to that interest with art. I didn't know he was still yeah. he was working uh, yeah, for the he's ICA. Been, yeah, I mean, the when Institute I started, of Contemporary Art. Yeah, the Institute of Contemporary <laughs> yeah. Art in Miami. When I started working at Art Miami, I couldn't do the films anymore. So he, he, he shifted gears into, you know, what he was going to do. And it was wonderful mm -hmm. that he got this, you know, commission from the, you know, from the ICA. Yeah. They're, they're very forward thinking in, in the idea that they really want to preserve everything that mm -hmm. happens there document and, and they want to you know they, they they want it all on their website and they want it to be in in moving images it's pretty right. wonderful <laughs> there's a lot of content on that website you no know, there um, is and actually and I was just thinking it's almost like when you open the website it's a moving image if I was just there because I, I went to the to the show the Sterling Ruby show that I, I love that guy. <laughs> and he's in a fashion now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. He, I he know has that. the the old American yeah. Apparel Factory. Yeah. Is now his new studio with all those people working on yeah. his fashion. Incredible. Yeah. It's you see what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> it's like everybody yeah. is just crossing and blurring and lines. I love it. I love so it. So do I. It's, you know, I was um, told as a much younger artist when I was in my twenties that you know, why wouldn't I dedicate to something? you know, like painting <laughs> and just paint. And I just, it, it was just so contrary to the way I was. Mm -hmm. I just painted or sculpted or whatever I wanted to do. I made a video, you know, and I just, I would go fluctuate back and forth depending on the idea I had. There was a medium for that idea. It wasn't like I had to interpret that in paint because I was a painter. Right. I didn't see things that way and I got really criticized a lot. So I'm so glad that now, I, to me, this is like heaven. Yeah. You know, to be able to just kind of move back and Did forth. Did you go to art school? Yeah, I went to school. I went to Tulane, University of Tulane, Newcomb College, had an art department. And I got, I have my BFA from there. And then I left the country. <laughs> so, but I came back 18 years later. Oh. And yeah. But, um, but yeah, that whole thing about now how it's so, you know, if you're not working and exploring across categories, 
across disciplines, you're like the odd one. <laughs> you know, really, I feel like I finally fit right in, you know, so <laughs> it's great. It's great. Although you're very much into the mix of design and art together. Mm -hmm. It's still a frontier to me. It still is. For I mean, people in general. For me, I, I know there's a lot of people out there that still see them as, as, as okay, you can do painting and sculpture and, and that kind of stuff and switch around drawing and, and have that in your catalog or portfolio or whatever. And But then to do functional products or even non-functional, but they're a product, mm -hmm. you know, uh, is like, oh, that's commercial, that's whatever. So you still get some of that. I get a little bit of pushback from people. Well, it, it, inevitably it will happen at, as things change. I mean, you know, the, if you look back at anything that changes a little bit, it gets pushed back at the beginning. Yeah. And then, of course, it's the hindsight. Yeah. You know, 2020 situation. Right. So I, it, to me, it was always something that belonged together because it's the way I like to live, you know, and I would consider the table a work of art as well and mm -hmm. design is so beautiful and, and it's, it's not expressed that way very often and, um, and the traditional art fair model, some do and some don't, you know, so, right. but I, I did a show at Praxis in 2011 called Home Dream Home that, um, I remember that show. Yeah, it's, yeah, it was all, everything was a work of art, but yeah. it was all functional, quote right. unquote. Yeah. And, um, and it was an incredible experience. It was incredible, that show. It was uh, great. It was so much fun. And yeah. so many people came and played in the same sandbox. And so innovative. <laughs> and so, so like, kind of eye-opening for a lot of people to, like, look. You know, this could be. Yeah, this is a lamp, but it's like no lamp you've ever seen before. Exactly. <laughs> you know, which is like, which is really amazing. And I think it's so, it, it's so connected to today also, mm -hmm. just because people, people are looking for that. People well, everything's don't, curated. Yeah. Food is curated. Music playlists yeah. are curated. Everything. And, and so the, what we're trying to express by curating something is that we want it to be special that we want it to be thoughtful and that we want it to be more right so i'm i'm taking that all the way okay so you know i've been asked over the years to do the the show again home dream home too and i was busy you know working at a very yeah. large art fair and it was an incredible experience again it's like the way one thing leads to another right. it's like you learn the back end of that and it's the right. operations i had done that kind of thing years prior with the corporate media mm -hmm. you know building really big sets and building and so that translated into the art fair world and it was wonderful and i did it for seven years and learned so many different aspects of it like what the art fair model is and you know then becoming the director of an art fair then the way you know you do sales and the way you you know deal with exhibitors mm -hmm. and and you could it, art art uh, art Miami mm -hmm. but which includes um, oh, context and aqua yeah and you know yeah, All of, yeah. <laughs> so some people Winwood, out there that, yeah can understand you know, art yeah. Winwood in February so so everything sort of informs what you're going to do next. I mean, that's just obvious. It happens to all of us and it, yeah. throughout a lifetime, but I'm very cognizant of it because of the way that the, that the jumping has happened. Yeah. You know? So I really wanted to combine design and art and more than that, like for instance, in LA, um, we will 
feature fashion because they're really big into sustainable fashion there. And when we go to Chicago, we will be talking about food and architecture because, you know, it's like that's each what city that has city's its own about. Right. Exactly. exactly. And How nice. that's yeah. the idea yeah. behind this. So I, I resigned from Art Miami last December because it was, it was time. I, I had a great run there. It was seven really good years, but got the seven year itch kind of thing. And I was like, I really want to yeah. do my own thing again. Mm -hmm. And um, well, also sometimes you feel like you've, you've, you got it. You've learned yeah. everything you can learn yeah. from that. And if it's not informing you with more, you know, new, mm -hmm. exciting learning experience, then then it, exactly. it is time. It's time to, to exactly do the you know, next I thing to learn more. Exactly, more of the same, yeah. with the exception of sometimes new exhibitors that you know that I could bring on, and then I meet new people. But right. I really but the day to day, had, is, yeah, yeah, the day to day was a, the same, and it was and it was a lot, and there were a lot of fairs, and and I just really that idea since 2011 was percolating and percolating and percolating and as you see that the way that people are mixing disciplines and you know i said it's time it's time to do this your next i have your next job for you <laughs> <laughs> i can't hire you or pay you but i think you know the next thing and i wish this would happen and I, it is starting because i when looking for my new studio um when I had to move, when I said, that's enough, I have to move and find a, a better place. Um, I looked and I was so intent on, I need community. You know, I need people, neighbors that are there every day that I can bump into, that are interesting, doing interesting things too, mm -hmm. if not artists themselves, you know. And, and in that search, I found a couple of little community, like hotspots where things are curated, which is so interesting because I believe, you know, Wynwood, when Wynwood started to take off and everything was like open, they were so excited. Mm -hmm. Everybody was excited that it was taking off more than anyone else, the developers, but they didn't have the foresight to curate, yeah. to not say, let's just take the money and run with it. Had they held out a little bit and curated the people coming in, what an amazing place it would be. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and it isn't anymore, you know. It, it, it's, yes, it's an amazing place for pizza and, and people yeah, and coffee. Yeah, it turned into and, something else. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like a big open-air yeah. shopping mall, <laughs> basically, with a little bit more creative edge. But, um, but you know, it... it curating communities mm -hmm. so okay. you're going to go from a fair <laughs> the next job is a whole community be people okay. yeah the whole neighborhood oh goodness you know you know how they talk about the the uh, gentrification and all of that yeah, some, yeah. somebody's got to step in and say let's do this intelligently this way and this way and mm -hmm. let's let's see what we can make happen that will be good for everyone and be exciting and creative and you know, have all these creative industries and a great mix, you know? Yeah, it does, it does. It's big. Change yeah. everything. I mean, you feel oh, it. Oh, yeah. It's, 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 it's palatable, palatable, you know? Yeah. You just, you just go, okay, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you, you can, you know when it's right. Yeah. You know, you know when you step into, on a street or even in a place when everything looks in harmony, you know? And there's all kinds of shops. It's just, it's a great mix. Right, And it's exactly. some, some thought has gone into mm -hmm. it. So that's exactly that's right. That's your next step. You can take a whole that. city from we a convention center to <laughs> the whole city. Uh, 
<laughs> huh? You never know. Oh, good thing yeah. on that. <laughs> but so so let's go back again. Um, how how did you go into the art fair business? How did that the the last job you had was with the the, the concerts, right? No, I like I mean, I, I had a com after the concerts, I had a company with my husband that did corporate oh, media. Corporate media, and right. then we started Wet Heat Project. And then you started Wet Heat and making films about artists and this right. and that. So and what happened? You know, then? during the time that we were making those films, um, it was strange because I someone asked me to curate a video program, and I happen to love video art, but being a filmmaker and being a video curator are two very different things, oh, yeah. but I, I don't think they saw it that way, which is good for me because I said, sure, <laughs> and I did that. <laughs> and I started curating video programs, and, and um, I worked with Nada um, several oh, okay. times, which was really wonderful, and uh, that I started to see art fairs at that point, like the way that was all working. Mm -hmm. But the first thing I did for Art Miami was for the inaugural Art Winwood. I curated the video program, oh, and that's how okay. I met the partners, and that's how. Okay. Um, then they they were to, you know they were expanding the company and developing more fairs, and I came on board from the back end of it too. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I was still curating special projects and video and all of that, but I also could do operations from the other side. Right. So I just sort of went in head first to do whatever, and it was you know we opened an office in Miami and staffed it and. And we had this great team and it was all like, so then all of a sudden I was exhibitor relations head. I was like, how'd that happen? <laughs> yeah. I, was like, I was operations. So it's, it's just kind of the way, again, the way one thing leads to another. And if you leave yourself open to just jump in and do something, I mean, I, I've been working long enough to know what I don't know. I, you know, I, I'm not walking around thinking I know how to do everything, but right. I, I do know when something can feed off of something else and I could do something I haven't done And you before. can learn it. You know? Yeah, it's so, part of your language exactly. already. So video curation yeah. sort of led me to working at an art fair and having had already sort of the background from having made the films and being in Miami and, you know, sort of participating in so many of the art things that happened in Miami. Right. I mean, we owe the business in yeah. Wynwood too <laughs> back in the day. And it was like, oh, okay, yeah, we'll get this little house. And so we were in the midst of it when all of that was happening. So you sort of, you know, put all those elements together and and that's what happened when I left in December the very first thing I did was strategic planning and um, for an art fair in New York that was happening like literally in January mm -hmm. so I left in December and started working immediately for this for the winter show uh -huh. um, which had been called the winter antique show for 65 years and Helen Allen, who was the founder of Pulse, mm -hmm. um, had taken that fair over and taken the word antiques out. And, um, and she wanted to do a lot of new and innovative things. And she said, come work with me. And I said, absolutely. I met her the inaugural year of Pulse, and we've been friends ever since. She's, uh, I met her once. Um, I don't re even remember why. But I did meet her, and she's very nice. She's person. a very nice, very smart, very open. Yeah. yeah, and I, I could feel that, mm -hmm. even the small amount that I knew her. Um, and Pulse Fair is a, a special kind of fair, too. I mean, it's gone on. I know she left um, uh, years ago, but it's, it's gone on to do good things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And she... She's the kind of person, we have a very similar work style, like she, she's the executive director of this fair, but she's not afraid to pick up a box and take it where it needs to be. 
you know yeah. that kind of so we have the same rhythm yeah. and it the was just kind of really work. fun yeah. it was really 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 fun to work on that um, and you know it it was the beginning of my new career I started a company called one meter 50 because that's how tall I am <laughs> um, because we've had these companies called the Showworks and what he project and Tareco pictures and and my husband said, just call, it's yours, it's, it's you, so call it you. And I couldn't do that, I just, yeah. it, was, it felt weird. Yeah. So I said, you know, I'm one meter fifty tall. And Karl Lagerfeld once said that Coco Chanel was one meter fifty of fierce. And I idolized her as a child. Yeah. I wanted to be 40 years old to wear Chanel <laughs> because I just thought she was the coolest and she put women in pants. Yeah. So all those little combinations, I said one meter 50, that's what this is gonna be. That's and cool. I started a company so cool. and I do strategic planning and art advising and things like that with it and I produce events. But I still had that little itch that I wanted to do this event, this hybrid event that's intimate and, and engaging. It's interesting that you've, you've had that in your mind for, for yeah, a it's long the time way, and it's been it's, growing. It's the way we live and we don't really see it because we're just so in our daily lives yeah. every day and you walk into your home and it feels a certain way based on what you chose to put there and what, you know, the way, oh, yeah. where you chose to put it. And it's 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 a possible yeah. thing to live an artful life. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. To to have a a life that is creative, mm -hmm. just in your kitchen, you know, exactly. going to the bathroom. Why not? I mean, well, even back in the Bauhaus was so intense on on that. Also, that whole thing about every little thing can have good design. I think it's really important. I wish you know more people. New, well, new I that. think that these small, you know, that these small events, these small engaging events could help that because people don't get overwhelmed by walking into a very large art fair yeah. and sort of knowing what to expect. The idea behind Place Project Group is to create these nomadic events that no two are the same and, you know, they're in different Love. cities, so already no oh, two yeah. are the same. I mean, this way, like I, I don't the 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 one thing that I haven't been involved in career-wise has been design, so I thought it's time, it's time for me to do that. It's I'm passionate about it. I love it. I think design is also art, and the combination of contemporary or modern or you know whatever like yeah. art you put on your wall and what the sofa is that. That's exciting. And yeah. now that means that I get to meet a whole new group of people too. Right. Exactly. So, and you're going to learn more. And exactly. <laughs> I mean, just the few meetings that I've had with interior designers and design firms have been so just gratifying. And, and then they have ideas that are different than the way a gallery thinks because they do something different. Right. But they get excited about the, oh, we're going to collaborate with, with, a, with a contemporary art gallery. And it, yes. I mean, interior designers are becoming de facto, you know, art advisors. So, mm -hmm. you know, they should sort of have more of a background in right. this too. Right. Than if that's what's they going should, to happen or work. They should participate in it more. Yeah. Right. And, exactly. and work with advisors and, you know, mm -hmm. just not be afraid to do that. And this kind of project brings all those people together because yeah. it is collaboration between designers and, and artists and galleries to create spaces that look like rooms. And mm -hmm. when you walk in you won't know what to expect because it doesn't look like an art fair it it 
it doesn't have a center aisle with, <laughs> with booths to the left oh, and right. Really? You, you meander through it a different oh, way. Nice. And so your first one is in Los Angeles. It's in Los Angeles. In February. In February. During <laughs> freeze. Yeah. And uh, I found this beautiful space downtown LA that used to be a gallery in a, in a, in a big warehouse, but it, it was built out as a gallery really beautifully. So it's, it's a very nice blank canvas to start with because I didn't want to be literal and do it in a house right. um, because then it sort of feels like a show house. Not to say that in some cities a, a house might, might not, not be the right yeah, way to exactly. do this. Um, yeah. we're, we're going to well, the Well, it's good to stay open yeah, yeah. to uh, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Whatever's and best. Exactly. I looked around at all of it, like, you know, different kinds of spaces, and this one spoke to me. It's called the East Angel. It's a beautiful space downtown LA. Downtown LA, you know, just it's so, so much is going on down there yeah. right now. So I, I liked that area, and I just said, okay, I'm going to go for it. And I had no idea how I was going to go for it, because it was, I was just going to start. And I did. I just started. And it, so it's called Place Fair? And then the name of the place, city, no. It's Place, it's place Los, Los Angeles, Angeles okay. Place Dallas, Place Hamptons, Place Chicago, you know, Place the city that we're mm -hmm. in. But the name of, of the enterprise is Place Project Group, so that we could... Okay. And how it. big is the the whole company? Like your crew, whatever. I have a, a, a team of five all women. Nice. Which is amazing. <laughs> and um, one of them is the executive producer because as fate would have it, um, I curated a show for a young lady in um, this really talented young artist in on the Lower East Side in New York recently. And um, I had a former business partner, and that day is the day that that stopped working out. It was, um, and it was the best thing that ever happened to me, because it put me back to really being able to do this as the vision that I saw. And the mother of this young lady was there helping put up the show, and she, she knew something was going on, and because I kept going outside in the rain to call people and say, guess what? The money's gone, I don't have the money to pay you, and everyone was saying, it's okay, you got this. Yeah. We'll work, it, it's gonna be fine, including the space, who doesn't know me from Adam. And I went, wow, this is meant to be. So this is all happening, and I'm hanging this girl's show, and the art handler is knocking on the window going, over here, and I'm going, <laughs> yep, put that one there. And lovely oh. bunch of people, and a couple of days later, I get together with the mom, she said, let's have a drink. And when we sat down, she said, what happened that day? And I told her. And she said, because all I could see was a woman taking care of business. And how can I help you? And she put the name Angel and Angel Investor. Because she's my <laughs> investor and my executive producer. And she is just, she's just the most, I don't even understand how I met this person. Like she just came oh on the day that someone else walked away, she walked, she walked in. in. Not even knowing she walked in. Her name is Ellen Hawkes, and she is, on top of it all, just hilarious and wonderful to work with. And she is in it because she loves it. Yeah. She believes in it. She loves it. She, she, just, she just wants to be a part of it. That's and amazing. And it makes it, it makes it better for me that I don't have to struggle with that part also as right. I'm also trying to do this going, how am I going to pay for this? How am I, right. you know, it's, oh, because uh, I yeah. know it can be done and I was going to do it. Yeah, because you know, as money comes in, money goes out. But yeah, uh, but it's it's so different to work this way instead. And she's in it for the long haul. I mean, it's 
it's just like I'm gonna knock on wood. Yeah, <laughs> it's just you yeah. Know. Well, you know, it's amazing. I guess you know. I was gonna say there's always like, um, but I, but I think your case is a little different. There's something else going on there. But it's this thing about being open and receptive. That there are things there all around you that can help you. That mm -hmm. can you just have to recognize them. You know, and sometimes people go along and they'll get a phone call and they'll just go talk and hang up and whatever. And they're not understanding that that person is important mm -hmm. in their life. You just really have to be in tune with what's happening around you. Yeah, it's and, been... and pick up on these people that are like there out of, I don't know what it is, you know, but, but in your case, it seems like they come to you. <laughs> you must be a magnet. Oh my goodness. <laughs> or something. Well, you know, it's like you, you have to be out there and you have to put your idea out there. I was very, you know, careful how I did it at the beginning because it was in development and I wasn't exactly sure how it was going to look. You know, just like, right. what does this look like to the person walking into the room? Because it, it would, when different people, when I would say things to different people, I'd get feedback and then it would, it would veer a little bit, you know, okay. because it's yeah. like you're in that moment where you're like testing the waters yeah. and like, but then it falls in, it, it falls into place perfectly. Yeah. I mean, I, I will never forget that day. It was, you know, one of those rainy days on the Bowery and we were hanging a show and, and everything changed and yeah. it was just, you okay. know, maybe <laughs> it's a little bit, um, it's kind of like, because you're very good at the curating part and, and the selecting things that go well together, that mesh well, and that are from different disciplines and this and that. And maybe it's a little bit, your life is a little bit kind of like curating the choices <laughs> that come along, you know, and picking and curating choosing. choices. Cur there you curating go. your life. <laughs> I have a curated career. Yes, there you go. <laughs> yeah, a little bit kind of like that. It's it, it can, you know, I've never thought of that before, but... But yeah, you have to be—you have to have that vision where you see right past whatever screen or, mm -hmm. or smoke screens in the middle, all that crazy stuff going on at once in your in the moment. You know, you're, you've got so much shit going on that you're like, oh, you know. Sometimes you can't see beyond that. But then, you know, as long as you stay open and receptive to those. Yeah, things. I needed to take care of business for the first hour. You know, like dealing with the company because mm -hmm. I'm sole proprietor of the company. You know, like. Of yeah. all that kind of stuff and then I went now what what am I going to do and I said what I'm going to do is exactly what my original vision was which is to really combine design and art together and these two art forms really need to coexist in this kind of setting mm -hmm. because people do it beautifully you know in, in larger art fairs but I, I wanted to sort of curate an experience more mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. Like when when we are finished with the selection of artists that are in Place Los Angeles, I'm going to call them all and ask them for the playlist of what they listen to when they're working, and they will have then curated the music every day at the event. Oh, cool. It's something I learned in Wet Heat Project when I'd go into artist studios that what people are listening to is just fascinating. Like the person you think is going to be listening to like, you know, heavy metal music is listening to Chopin and <laughs> and someone else is listening to books on tape and yeah. you know, it's it's really quite moving. Yeah. Actually. And and to hear the music that somebody's listening to as they're creating 
and putting everything on the canvas or wherever, you know, whatever mm -hmm. their, their art form is, to then share it with you. It's a piece of their soul. So yeah. it's like, I want that to be in the air. So yeah. the music, there's a music component to this That's also. That's interesting. Yes. I think that for the person that then owns the piece, that little piece of information changes how they even see the piece. Of course. And because that music is going to influence that work. Yeah. The speed at which you work, you yeah. know, the, how, how you... Oh, the rhythms yes, that you pick exactly. up the brush with, you exactly. know? So, and like I said, I learned that doing the studio drive-by, so it was, it was something that I wanted, you know, to incorporate. And so it just sort of appeals to all the senses in a way. Because, yeah. like, you know, you, you walk into this experience and you're going to feel like you're in someone's home and hopefully you will leave saying, I could live like this. Yeah. And then it just, it just broadens everything for everyone. We're going to, you know, I, I want there to be a jewelry designer and, a, and fashion designers, like I said, and, but I don't want it to be in a booth. So we're building yeah. a closet. <laughs> so, because where do you put your yeah, shoes and your exactly. clothes and your jewelry? It's oh, in your closet. Cool. So we'll build a closet and from that closet, that's where those artists will be. That, that in essence is their booth, but it is a closet. Yeah, and, um, right. and it sort of contains those things in a way that's, that's prettier than just right. having you know, a counter. Right. Because I don't, it isn't a retail store, it's a home. Yeah, so, exactly. And it's in LA, so we're doing, you know, it's make-believe. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's it's a little just, fantasy. Yeah, it's like, why not? Yeah. So, you know, and that'll happen in Los Angeles and probably not somewhere else because we'll focus on something else. Yeah. So, but in LA, there will be a collaborative closet. <laughs> well, I wish I could get there. Oh, you'll get there. You have to come. <laughs> How long you does it to. run? Five days. Five days. Mm -hmm. What part of what? What's the dates? Uh, it's February twelfth through the sixteenth. Twelfth through the sixteenth. And it's in downtown LA at the East Angel, and it opens. Feb um, the twelfth is the preview, mm -hmm. and then it runs, you know, through Sunday. I have a question <laughs> for you. Well, what's been the hardest hurdle? Do you think? for you because it all when when you, I sit here and I listen to everything it all sounds so wow that's so easy and flows so nicely from one job to the next to the next to the next but I know there has to everybody has hard moments where they go like they're pulling their hair out like what am I going to do now you must have had one <laughs> no I uh, well and it's something that I struggle with every day because just so people I, on the other side know you are human oh please <laughs> um I I when I became an art fair director, there is a component of that job that requires selling. And I don't particularly like it. I, I don't like asking for things. I mm -hmm. actually like putting things together and actually giving things. It's, it sounds odd. No, but it's, not it's, to me at all. It's a, it's a big block for me. And, and I, because I don't like it, I also don't feel I do it very well. I'm told by other people, well, uh, you did it. You did it for five years, you know, as the yeah. director of this fair. You did it for two years as the yeah. director of that one. You do it every day. You talk people into what you need them to do every day. I find those to be two different things. And I am now in this new company where the bulk of what I need to do is find the people who are going to do them, you know, these projects, and sell them on it. Yeah. So I'm doing it again. Yeah. Except of course this time it's for myself, but it's still something that I struggle with. 
it's like I will have a list of things to do and I I'm so good doing all the other ones like you know we have to do this for the website and we have to and the production when it comes, yeah. exactly Perfect. when it comes yeah. to the moment the of, curating the production yeah. it's just yeah I, I have to pick up that really phone to hard. say to someone I have this space I think you're perfect for it and and people have been very gracious and you know I, I am I am absolutely floored and blown away that this is a launch these people are actually putting their trust in me yeah. because this this is from nothing yeah. and uh, you know some of these people don't even know me some do and they have called me and said whatever you're doing next we'd love to do it with you but the ones that I'm now going you know for are people that I don't know. I'm being introduced to them because it's an industry it's I don't know. I find it that is hard. very, very it hard. It is. Yeah. Here I am doing it again, and I went, yeah. how, did, how did that happen? How did I figure, you know, like, and, and I called a couple of people about actually doing sales and yeah. taking that part of it away so that I can concentrate on the big picture. And at the end of the day, nobody can you do, do it, it like better. I, yeah, because it's, I'm the one who's feeling it. You just have to tell yourself you can't have one without the other. Yeah. And not everything could be just, you know, just smooth sailing, yeah. and, you know, cherry There's pie. always the bad part yeah. of the job that you've got to do. And it's, yeah. it's you know, it's a struggle. Yeah. It's a struggle for me every day, but I do it. Yeah. I do it and, and I believe in it. So it's, it's not like I'm... That's the cue right yeah. there is if you really believe in it and you know it has to be done for it to be a success, then mm -hmm. you just have to do it. Exactly. You know? Like, so that's what I tell myself every morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so let me backtrack a little bit because I, I don't know if I, I um, didn't hear it. There was a moment between the last job, the last project you were working on, and when you started Place, like that, I think we missed that yeah, transition I, there. So how yeah. did you go from what you were, the last project you were working on to with was it with Helen? Um, yeah, I, I left Art Miami in December, okay. and I started working with Helen literally the next day because okay. I called right. her to tell right. her told me that. that I had resigned, and, and she said, okay, good, you start working with me tomorrow. And I, I did, essentially, mm -hmm. and then went to New York to actually be on site for the fair, uh -huh. and that fair lasts 10 days. It has Ooh. a 10-day run, <laughs> uh, so a it's a one. long one. So I was in New York for... for the month of January essentially and I had not had an opportunity to travel to other art fairs while I was working at an art fair and I decided that in order to really know if I wanted to do place project group or not I needed to go to various cities and feel them out and see but you had this I idea in your head you I've had yeah. the idea since I did home dream home in 2011 okay. I mean you okay. know because because it, it's still it's People still mention it to me and ask yeah. me, are you going to do it again? But you, that was a time and place. That can't be repeated. Yeah. I don't no. like trying to recreate something that went really well. It's like, yeah. leave it alone and that memory is beautiful. Or just how to translate it into something doable. Exactly. Because that today, was in a gallery. Because that was a long many yeah. years ago. That and was, it probably wouldn't yeah. work again today. It was like, eight years ago yeah. in a gallery. Yeah. And it was just, you know galleries loaning me works and then you know yeah many of them sold and then everybody you know that was between the two galleries yeah. to figure out I, I didn't get yeah. involved in that but but now if I, I said if I'm going to do this again now I have to do it with the benefit of my art fair experience so the model for it has to be a revenue generating model for the people 
right. that participate because right. they're paying to participate. Right. So my job is to make sure they, you know, that I bring the right people there for them to sell to. So it is home dream home essentially, but now with this, you know, with following the art fair model. Mm -hmm. So because now so I'm informed. So it is really a hybrid. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not a gallery show now. Yeah. So. But that's that maybe you know yeah you have to take that idea and mold it into today's mm -hmm. language, and and how you know what would work for yeah. it actually and to make the it way a things have changed and yeah, yeah. exactly so that's, so that's that's pretty cool yeah. and then so are we going to see um, a place Miami huh. <laughs> that million dollar there question <laughs> almost was one in December um, oh really yeah <laughs> it was it was one of those like really just good opportunities but. I knew I wanted to launch in LA. I didn't want to do something in Miami right away. Right. I will, but I'm not sure when, and I'm not sure that it would be during Fair Week. Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. There's no, no, so no. many other I think, weeks of the year here that, yeah. that we could Actually, do something. Actually, when you said December, I was like, oh, yeah, I don't which know. is why I canceled yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think that that pretty much anything that happens in December is it's like a recipe for failure well I mean you know hard. it's like look at all these people that Extra are succeeding hard. out there doing it but you know I get to go to it this time so yeah. I get to go to design Miami <laughs> yeah it's my favorite art fair yeah and um and I you know I get I get to go to Untitled and I you know I, I yeah. get to go to all these fairs which yeah. I wasn't able to do for yeah. a long time and so that part of it I'm thrilled about this December and I, I took that up. I, I said yes to that opportunity and I could not figure out why I couldn't get excited about it because I had the galleries because I was getting phone calls every day. People going, what are you doing? What are you doing? We'd love to do something yeah. with you, which is, you know, I'm blessed. I'm, it, yeah. it's just, you know, I'm a very fortunate individual and I recognize that, but I couldn't do it just because people wanted to do it. it it didn't feel right and I spoke to my husband one night and I said I can't get excited about this he goes you've been talking about LA you went to LA in February you saw freeze you said that freeze you know changed the game and that you really wanted to do something there in the world ever <laughs> so it was one of those things where he said <laughs> to me it's that's my why. favorite yeah I just love that show it's, it's it was amazing and what they did to the energy of the city mm -hmm. Is commendable, and I know, haven't seen the one in LA. I'm only speaking on the New York show. New York one, but I went there and I just said, like, okay. No, they're amazing. Yeah, I mean, they went to New York and they pitched a tent on an island and they said to New Yorkers, "You're going to get in a boat, and you're going to come to this <laughs> island," and New Yorkers did it. Yeah, that says volumes. Oh, yeah. But they, you know, they, they did it right. They're, they're, they just you do know, it right. They're the model. It's, it's the whole, yeah, they just do it right. They're the model. The and minute you walk in, you just yeah. go like, okay, this, we're talking here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now we're this talking. This is real. <laughs> yeah, now we're talking. And they did a beautiful job at Paramount. There had been fairs at Paramount Studios before, and they were just what they were. They knew they were in Paramount Studios, and they used it well. Yeah. Right. And you, again, you walked in and you felt it. You feel it. And it's like, well, okay. Yeah, it's, a, is, it's, a, it's an experience. It is. It, it needs should to be. be. Exactly. Exactly. It should be. So that's I why. I mean, that's if you're using all this creative <laughs> resource. If you're using it right, that's what you do with it. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, that's yeah. why we, we call these like experiential, you know, events. I'm so 
psyched about it. I want yeah, to go. It's, it's going to be. It? Yeah. My really daughter excited. lives in LA, so it's Does just she? like a little hop over there. <laughs> ah. Yeah, so maybe. I haven't been in a while. Yeah, no, I've gotten to know the city, which I didn't. I mean, I had visited before, but I had never liked it. And then when she started showing me around, yeah. different art, and it's changed a lot. It too. has. It has. I mean, the art there is like really nice. Yeah. You know, the whole, the way the city is set up, they have curated their areas they much have. better. And, you know, I mean, you know, Endeavor owns a, Porsche, a, a, a piece of Freeze, they're a talent agency. So. I know. I did not know. Yes, they, yeah. they do. Yeah. And Ari Emanuel. You know, the, the gentleman that Ari Gold on Entourage is modeled after? Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yes. He owns Freeze. Yeah. He owns like a big percentage of Freeze. And, you know, what Hollywood knows how to do is produce a show. A, and yeah. so it was just the perfect, you know, synergy. And other talent agents followed. UTA has an incredibly beautiful gallery. And their show last year was my favorite it, it was just beautiful and you know Swiss Beats is involved and he's the one who curated yeah. it and right. and it, it's like you just sort of see again all these like these people that are in other industries getting into this you know the, yeah. the, the art of it all I mean it's he's, very he's a big collector and he's yeah. he's got an incredibly beautiful collection yeah but to curate this show it's it's very such good. an incredible model that if you get enough sponsorship you can actually do something where you don't have to charge people and yeah yeah He's doing a great job with what, the way he's, you know, blurring lines and, and mm -hmm. it's just, it's inspiring. It's just inspiring. So you just take that and go, okay, so what do I want to see? What do I want to do? What's the vision? What do I want people to feel and experience? And you just kind of go and do that. Yeah. And you put the right people together so that that happens. And, you know, and, and from a business perspective, it's a really good opportunity for a gallery or a designer from New York or from Europe or from Miami mm -hmm. to have a pop-up, quote-unquote, in L.A. Oh, yeah. without having to, you know, go take a six-month lease and, and right. staff it and build it out and do the research to find the space. I've done all that And for some you. of the marketing <laughs> is done for you, too. So, yeah, I know the people. P yeah. Three PR teams. <laughs> yeah. And the people are coming, So, yeah. which is the hardest thing. Yes. I mean, you can go rent a space and you can put up a great show. Then you, you got to get the people there. Yes. So yeah, you're offering a whole lot of stuff. I think it's amazing. I hope I get there. I do and too. And I want to see a place Miami sometime soon. Be so nice to have it here. It'd be nice to do something maybe in 2021, but I have yeah. to figure out where and when that is in December and why. Like Let's I said, go. it falls into place. Yeah. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. <laughs> On that note. Thank you so much thank for coming. It was you. so exciting this to catch fun. up with you with everything you're I doing. Know. It's really exciting. Well, congratulations on your new studio. And oh, the work is amazing. Thank you. Love the work. Thank you. All right. Well, okay. And once again, thanks to everyone for tuning in. I think you'll agree that our guests make great company. We'd like to say thanks to the group Ghost for allowing us to sample their song. You're hearing it right now. Ice and Chili, our newest podcast music. We love it. For more details on Ghost, check out our website. Art & Company is recorded in the studio of artist Alette Simmons-Jimenez. That's me. 
located just north of downtown Miami, where I record, edit, and produce all the episodes. Links to details on our guests from this episode and all others can be found on our webpage, artandcompanypodcast.com. You can also find us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere you like to listen. Make sure you rate us on iTunes and let us know what you think of the podcast. And of course, subscribe to make tuning into our next episode easy.